Building Years Podcast with Justin Alexio and Jeremiah Watkins. New episodes every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Building Years. This is Jeremiah Watkins. And this is your boy. Your man, your main leader, Justin Alexio. <laughs> uh, very excited to have uh, our buddy Pat Reagan in the house today. What up, dude? Oh, hello. <laughs> How are you, dude? I'm doing good. Good. This is uh, this is the first podcast being recorded at uh, my new apartment. Yes. You already uh, like upset the neighbors by playing saxophone. Yeah, Pat and I, earlier I was playing saxophone and he was playing guitar. We'll give details later on what that's all about. But uh, uh, you are in a uh, a band that recently formed called The Baby Boys. Yes. How long have you guys been together officially? Just this year, pretty much. Yeah. And who, and tell us who that consists of, because all comedians, right? There's two comedians. I guess three comedians. Yeah. There, it's, uh, it's James Austin Johnson, who's a, a comic. Uh, you might know, and uh, my buddy Joel Jimenez is a comic, and then uh, and then the bass player is uh, is my buddy Chris, and he is uh, does musical comedy with another group called the Chroma Keys. All right. And uh, but the band is not like really a comedy band. Oh, it's a real band. It's just a band. You guys? Oh, really? You guys getting groupies yet? Um, maybe. Okay, let me ask you this. So, I, is it easier to get a girl? After a good stand-up show or a good like music show, I feel like music is cooler. Well, I always play music when I do when right. I do comedy. But I mean, you're being funny, whereas this other band, you're being more cool, right? Or music, regular music. Yeah, I guess it just depends who's around. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Very non-answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be interesting. Cause, well, but you, the band. C- would you say the band kind of acts a fool? Because I saw like the I saw the pr- some of the promo videos uh, for the band, it, and it seems like everybody can is okay with laughing at themselves. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, and and the lyrics that we that we have are pretty crazy, uh, but uh, it's it's just blurring the lines because you know I just like doing music, and I've always done music. And so, like half the songs I write, I would say are comedy songs, and then and then half of them kind of blur the line between comedy and just serious, like they're humorous. When songs. you go through a breakup, is it like cathartic? Exactly. I went through a six. I was with my girlfriend for six years, and then oh, went boy. through a breakup, and just had a <laughs> outpouring of songs. <laughs> really like, self indulgent songs. New material. Time to break up with this girl. <laughs> Now, uh, I, I've known you for, actually, I think almost the entire time I've been out here, I started seeing you. I think we started going to mics around the same time. Uh, but uh, I would see you sometimes with a guitar and then sometimes without a guitar. Uh, when did you, like, with, with your comedy, when did you, like, fully embrace uh, using the guitar for your act? Uh, probably like a year and a half in, like I was doing just straight stamp and I, cause I, I used to play music, but, uh, I had kind of stopped, uh, partially due to the relationship that I was into my girlfriend, whenever I'd play music shows, she would always get jealous 
and not just get jealous of like girls, but like feel uncomfortable like in that environment because like nobody really talks to her. Would she go to like all your shows? Yeah, she'd come to my show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like comedy shows. Like music shows are are like fewer and further between. You yeah. Know? Um. But yeah, so I was like. I was like doing stand up and then and then I and then I wrote one comedy song and then I, and then I remembered oh I've written like like a lot of songs before and I could just write comedy songs and do this. So I started doing that but I still do like one out of maybe one out of maybe four or five sets is just straight stand up. Mm-hmm. But I should would do stand up more. Like whenever you do a like a longer sets uh how much of it would you say consists of of songs? Versus like just straight like one-liners or like kind of smaller bits and stuff like that. I mean, it depends. You know, it's really different from night to night. Because sometimes, like sometimes, I'll just like stop my songs and just talk. Like I'll I'll start to play a song and then I'll fuck up, and then <laughs> I'll just sort of talk about how I fucked up, and then I'll start to play the song again, and then I'll fuck up again. But that time it's on purpose because I fucked up the first time. Ooh, and I just stop and talk about it, and then I and then I start to play the song again, and then I stop it. <laughs> And I do that for like way too long, and I test the audience patience. Right. <laughs> um, You're one of these new artists. Yeah, I mean, so it's dude, it's like it's so because and sometimes it depends on what mood I'm in. Sometimes I just fucking ramble about my about my life and about Tinder, and then sometimes oh, you on Tinder? Yeah, I'm How's on Tinder. How's that going? Uh, I'm getting a lot of swipe rights. I haven't met up in I haven't met up with anybody in like probably like six months or so. I, I I now I'm just on it because I saved some of the conversations for use on stage. Oh. And uh, <laughs> right, that's what they wanted it for. <laughs> yeah, and then also just the validation buzz of when you get a match. Yeah, but I don't like I don't want to talk to anyone on. I there. heard it was the bang train. <laughs> you heard it was the bang train. Yeah, my friends like I go on. My friend Chris is like I've been on so many Tinder dates. He's like eight out of the ten dates I bang first night. I was like, and he's not cute, so I don't know how he's doing it. I just thought, because you're, you're, yeah. you're a good-looking comic, so I'm like, oh, this got to be 10 out of 10 right here every time. Uh, never had sex on the first Tinder date, but, I mean, I had, like, the, I made, I met some crazy girls, and, uh, you know, just to, just to preserve my manhood here in this <laughs> den right now, I will say that we did go on to sort of have sex. All right. So, um, but I sort of have sex. Sort we <laughs> like went like, all the way, like 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 all the way. Like, but then I like took it out, and I was like, I can't do this, babe. You didn't finish. I said no. I can't. I can't finish. You're already in. You're already in. No, there, prone I, to diseases. Oh. Just fucking do I said, it, babe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to go now. You have to go now. <laughs> After you pull out, you have to go now. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. I met a stripper off a tender. Nice. Um. Yeah, it sounds nice. How, it sounds <laughs> sounds real nice, doesn't it? How old's her kid? Uh, she does not. <laughs> she does not have any kids. She did have a tattoo that said "Dad" on her arm. Oh uh, boy! Oh boy! She was like, that was pretty crazy. We, I, we, the last time we uh, hung out was. Uh, was uh, she had me over to her place the first time we hung out? She she had me over to her place at uh, at like two a.m. Oh yeah, and um, and she had broken up with her boyfriend twenty four <laughs> hours before. Oh man, she told that to you. And yeah, and then she took out her drug bag, and she's like, "Do you want what? Do you want to do mushrooms right now?" And I was at like, two a.m. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, okay. 
<laughs> then we did mushrooms, and things got pretty sad. Like the walls and her, the walls in her uh, in her room were like red, like blood red, which is a very intense color. And she, I think she she lives in sort of a drug haze, and she just picks up easy money stripping, and the rest of her time just like just like sits in her room, just like fucking. In like a, not a junkie state. I mean, this is judgmental. If she ever hears this, she faves a lot of my tweets. So you know, I'm not going to retweet. If you guys tweet at me and say, "Listen to the the Building Years podcast oh, with Pat Reagan," I'm, I'm going to just ignore it. Well, well uh, that's all the time we have left. On. No, I'm just kidding. But the last time we hung out, um, the second time we hung out, we hung out with an indie rock star named Ariel Pink. We went over to his place. You ever heard of him? It was an Ariel Pink's haunted graffiti. And they're like, that. yeah. And uh, and we went over to his like super shitty rat hole of an apartment in Highland Park at like 2 a.m. and like stayed there till like 6 a.m. And I just sort of chilled and smoked weed while they just like did pills. <laughs> and Ariel Pink just held court. Like he just he just he just talked about. It was literally like he was like talking about like philosophy and art. And like n- for hours, and no- and no one like got a word in. Um, and then the last time that we hung out, um, I went over to the place. She's like, "Oh, I'm really fucked up right now." And I'm like, "Oh, what's wrong?" She's like, "I just smoked heroin." <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to retweet this, Pat? And <laughs> and, um, and then so we had sex. Um, but well, you got you that heroin pussy. <laughs> you had sex with her after you. Sh- don't you think that's dangerous? I feel like your father would be ashamed. Yeah, well, you know, I like living on the edge. <laughs> um, man, the the problem with here's the problem that I have. See, because I'm very like, see how I just started telling you all this shit about myself. Like, I'm very open and I'll say, I'll say really personal things, but a lot of times those things involve other people. So like I'm saying all this stuff. I'm saying all this stuff on stage about my life and my ex girlfriend and like my sex life and just like various, various shit and like and I'm like, oh, maybe I should zip it up maybe, a little. Maybe I should have redacted some names because <laughs> that makes me want to tell you about the other Tinder story, which is even crazier. You well, should. You got to tell it now. Since yeah, you, you got you just, just just bleep some names. Call him, call him, Geronimo. Ah oh, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I honestly don't know if I can. But I will tell you that uh, she was suicidal. <laughs> wow. And uh, we one time we we had sex at her mom's house. She, she was, uh, you know, <clears throat> nineteen years old. Um, <laughs> oh my god! And she didn't live with her mom, guys. Uh, <laughs> I'm not judging. This yeah, is a great story. I, I was gonna say. Justin, don't judge. You talk about how you want to get with 18, 19-year-olds all the time. I know. I'm not judging. This is a fucking <laughs> awesome story. Um, we, yeah. We, we, okay. So after we had sex, she like left the room. And I was like, where's she going? And then she was like gone for like 20 minutes. Mm. And then she came back. And she was like, I just told my mom we had sex. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy, dude! That's just the tip and, of the iceberg. Then, that wait, story. What happened? We had sex again. <laughs> right no, that's a joke. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, did the mom come downstairs? No, she. I mean, I, I met her. She was, you know, she's not like a. I don't want to. Her mom fucked Axl Rose. She was a musician. Um, her dad fucked Patty Smith. 
How do you there. find this info? Um, she told me, man. <laughs> um, hey, some families have different credits than other families. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep, yep. Anyways, Living. what is this podcast about? <laughs> well, okay, okay. So it's, it's the building years. Uh-huh. So, uh, so we're, I thought you briefed him, Jeremiah. No, no, I did, but uh, you know, he he volunteered the Tinder stories. I'm never gonna turn down interesting <laughs> sex stories for on a podcast. But uh, but yeah, we're, we're we'll talk a little bit more now that we've touched upon your personal and sex life. We'll we'll talk yeah. a little bit more about career and and goals and all here. that stuff. But uh. Uh, you recently, uh, let's talk about, you worked on, uh, the Eric Andre show, right? Uh Uh-huh. And you showed me some pictures that were pretty insane of, uh, uh, of a sketch that you did. Can you talk about that sketch? Uh, it hasn't been released yet, has it? No, dude. I stuck my ass in, uh, in the indie rock singer Mac DeMarco's face, um, while he sang a song. I, my bare ass. I was I was dollied towards him. I was sort of leaned over. <laughs> I was like bent over and dollied towards him, and he was tied up to a chair, and like my ass just went straight into his face. I'm like, on the Eric Andre show this year, they had me be naked a bunch, uh-huh. and I like took to it like too easily. Like I guess I'm just like a straight up exhibitionist. Like they're like, okay, Pat, can you uh, you do this? And I'm like, yeah. You want me to be naked for it? You want me to get naked? I'll take my clothes <laughs> off. They had so they had this bit called oil. I, you know, whatever. No one's gonna hear this affiliated with the show because if they did, they'd be like, "Oh, you're 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 not supposed to ruin these bits." Who cares, dude? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, like, is someone gonna watch that and be like, "Oh, now I'm not gonna watch." What is it? Oh, now I'm gonna tweet at Eric Andre. Hey, heard some dude stuck his ass in Mac DeMarco's face on your show. Okay. Yeah. Great. Okay. How does that I, affect? I'll watch that episode. The show. I'll watch that episode. Great. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I like, I was, uh, they had this bit where I would come out, uh, and like take off a bathrobe and while he's interviewing him and Hannibal are interviewing a guest yeah, and I'd be naked and then like oil myself up like in their <laughs> eye line, and then walk up to them and get their lunch order. <laughs> um, and he gave me Viagra for one of the guests. Uh, so I took a Viagra. Do you got to sign like some, uh. Like disclaimer forms there, like how does it? You know, yeah, let's talk about that being naked on a set. How naked were you? I was completely naked. How did so in front of, now? Is this filmed in front? There's not a live audience, is there? No, but there's a crew like forty people. Right, right, right. So and like, is it empowering? I was. I literally like. I did not think twice about. it. I felt pretty comfortable. Nice. That's good. I mean, are you packing? Uh, am I packing? Is my how it has my penis size? Yeah, because I Justin? mean, yeah, because it's like if you're packing, like I'd be confident too. I'm like fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not like self conscious about my dong. <laughs> you know, it's a nice dong, two toned, meaning skin. You know, it's darker at the bottom and lighter at the top. <laughs> God, uh, this is great. <laughs> This is a. Uh, this is a. Uh, I almost don't know where to go. <laughs> no. Uh, that how so? How did you get involved with a, a show like that? Because I feel like it's a very niche thing where niche. it's on a. Eh, you can say either. Uh, where um, 
You could have stopped the question right where you said, "How did you get involved with that?" Yeah. But what, what was the? What were you gonna? No, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Justin had to correct me. And I, I was, was like, I "What was a dick!" I was making a joke. It's a joke podcast. What a dick. <laughs> I just it started. I started on the pilot as an intern, and then I were, and then on the the first season I was a PA, and then the second season I was a writer's PA, and then and then I got promoted to writer's assistant, script supervisor, and then the third season I was writer's assistant, script supervisor, and then I got a writing credit on the show. That's awesome. So, I so how many years way. has that been? Since like three years. That's pretty good. Yeah. Dude, working, working your way up. And was that one of those things where, did you have any idea that you could potentially move up that much? Yeah, because I never hear of PAs like, I'm in the room yeah, now. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty rare that that happens. Yeah. I don't know. It probably helps that you are a stand-up comedian, though, and a lot of people, and I mean, you know, Eric is, is Eric Andre is obviously a stand-up comedian. Do you think that that helped in, in some yeah, regard? Yeah, it was being around from the beginning. Like, yeah. I was around at the very, I mean, not the so very beginning, because they, yeah. they, they shot, like, their initial thing that they, they, they sold to Adult Swim in New York. Uh, but, uh, but since the, since the pilot and even since like the first live shows he did that were at, he did like at the smell and, uh, just like DIY venues around LA. Like I was helping out, like, you know, running sound and stuff doing that. So I've been around since the beginning. I think that's, I think that is what helps. And, and how much, uh, do Eric and Hannibal improvise with each other and how much of it is like scripted comedy? There's a lot. I mean, they you know they always do what's on the script, and then they, they shoot. They'll a, do a take. Yeah, of, they shoot so much shit, so they'll just do a take of them riffing. Yeah, that's awesome. great. It's a good work environment. You got friends there, dude. It's the best work environment. But the problem is that it's only three months of work <laughs> out of the year, and then you go back to like, oh, back to <laughs> back to being worthless. <laughs> <laughs> back to normal life. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also had another uh, pretty cool. Uh, you've had, I guess you've had a pretty good year for credits. Uh, uh, you appeared on NBC's uh, Last Comic Standing. Yep. Let's uh, let's talk about that for a little bit because uh, I'm always curious with reality based stuff how exactly that worked. Uh, like that works with people. Whenever you got involved, did you submit a tape? Did you have yeah. to stand in line? How did you it get a manager recruited? thing? Because yeah, a lot of things uh, with those shows I hear end up becoming uh, a manager sends you and then they just fake it for reality TV. What was your experience with it? Yeah, the manager sent, uh, like submitted me. My manager submitted me and Uh then they had like a, they had like an invitational audition to people that, that uh, I I think mostly it was like managers and Mm -hmm. people submitting then people who worked on the show who like, like Chase Bernstein told me that she, she was on it and uh, she told me that she's a comedian, uh, very funny. And uh, she said that she did a set at Riot LA, and so, and somebody from NBC saw her and oh, then wow. got her to audition for Last Comic Standing. So it's like kind of like that. And then so they invite a bunch of people, and then they had an audition at John Lovett's uh, comedy club uh, with like just NBC people in the audience, and Hard not not laughs. the judges, not the judges. And then you you do your set. And then, uh, and then you, then that time, if they, you know, if you get called back or make it through, then, uh, then you do like the filmed thing and get it go in front of the judges. Yeah. And what, where was the theater that you filmed that at? Cause it was, it's pretty nice. It's like, it's set up, it's filmed like a special, uh, the clip that I saw of yeah. you on the show. Is that the fucking, 
the fucking something theater on <laughs> either Kawanga or Vine. Oh, uh, okay. I forget what it's called. Oh, I know what one you're talking about. I know. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, I don't think the theater matters, but yeah, it's it's, it's like a big it's theater somewhere, right, in Hollywood. Yeah, and uh, what I, I had saw, a funny experience. You want to hear about my yeah yeah last time I'm standing? yeah absolutely okay. So I went out. I did. I wrote a song specifically for it because you know my comedy's kind of fucked up mm-hmm. and not super, not super like like. Not unaccessible, but it's a little. It, it's a little weird. It doesn't fit in a specific box, as I as I would just describe it. You know what I yeah, mean? Like if, you don't limit yourself to. I am. Like whenever I I think of guitar comedians, I would never think of you. And I and I don't know if that makes sense or not. But a lot of times, uh, and, may, and we'll get back to the last comic saying anything in a second. Do you feel that the Guitar, the quote-unquote guitar comic hat has uh, sometimes a bad connotation to it. Well, yeah, because a lot of guitar comics aren't musicians and don't know how to write songs and do parodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really do parodies. I mean, I'll incorporate like melodies and like 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 references to other songs right. and stuff. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I think because I was a, I've 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 you know I've written a bunch of songs. And played music for a long time before I was doing that. Um, so to me, it's just like I was just—I was just like I, I approach like music where it's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to make music that I'd want to listen to with that's with, that happens to also funny. be funny too. Yeah, cool. Okay, so let's go back to your your funny experience with oh, comic standing. Yeah, so I wrote I wrote I basically wrote a, a mainstream song about Facebook stalking my more successful friends. I wrote it for the last comic standing audition, mm-hmm. and I had never played it. I had never got a chance to play it live, like finished it the, the night before. Um, Why did you decide to do that? You were just like, to do new material. To do, yeah, to do, to do something that doesn't have cursing and that isn't too weird and doesn't have a bunch of inside jokes from other songs, which a lot of my jokes like have kind of references to other songs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you listen to, uh, to Pat's CD, it's, uh, it's very cohesive because it, it, there's like, you know, the first track or... Uh, for example, or the second or third will correlate to something that you'll be listening to, like in the ninth track later or something. Yeah, and like and like, there's just like little references, like like that I throw into like Graham Greene, the author, and like I always say like Ding Dong. I'm always like singing <laughs> lyrics and, and still, like for like Ding a, Ding a, Dong, yeah, Ding 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 Dong. Like I'm just singing Ding Dong all the time, and that <laughs> that like doesn't work for an audience that hasn't heard multiple songs yeah. with the word Ding Dong <laughs> in them. You know what I mean? So I wrote, so I wrote this song, and that was great. Um, but then I, I should have I should have done like a second more mainstream song. But what I decided to do is I do this also kind of crazy. It's a little more like performance arty. It's really dumb, but I, like where I sing a cappella songs, and there's just really loud and obnoxious. And so I did on the last comic standing uh, after 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 I sang the Facebook song, which did great, <laughs> and people were like, oh, I can you know I can follow this. Yeah. Then I stood up and I I. Put uh, I had a necklace that I could put my mic stand into, so I put the mic stand in a necklace, and then I stood up, <laughs> and then I sang an acapella song that starts like this: it "Goes I wear diapers and underwear and a hat, and I walk around town with a baseball bat, and then and I do like and I do a whole dance, and I <laughs> and I pin 
and I pinch my nipples and I sing about how I'm never going to die and how I've had chicken pox 15 times and the audience is just like what <laughs> like the audience just fucking stared at me and then uh, the judges like like they were they, they hated it <laughs> Roseanne was like you're she's like you're odd you're funnier than your material you need to go back to the drawing board with your material and Keenan Ivory Waynes is one of the judges uh, he literally had like didn't know how to respond he said he said i don't even know what to say that's wow. all he said <laughs> and then russell peters like i feel like you're like a guy like oh people bring on like the, uh their camping trip to like sing funny songs but the songs are only funny to you and your friends <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. Did, was a, that was that cutting that hurt when yeah they were saying it? yeah but i got out on a good line i said i only do comedy to get chicks <laughs> i don't think i said chicks that sounds I said, I think I said, like, oh, I said, like, I said, I only do comedy to get girls. And then the, you know, ah, crowd went wild. I left the stage. Hey, as long as you're getting out on a good note, that did doesn't you, matter. What did you have full creative, like, license? Like, your manager didn't want to step in and be like, you got to go do more of this? Or no, whatever. he liked it. He was like, he, he was like, he was like, you know, he was like, thought it was kind of cool that, that people couldn't process it. Because it's, it's like when you see it, it is so jarring because it comes out of nowhere. And it's like a really weird tone, but he's he, but he he stands behind it and thinks it's funny and he thinks that it's kind of cool like like Andy Kaufman esque. But I don't know. That's uh, it's also not gonna gonna really transfer broadly with audiences. <laughs> Just not. It's too weird. The only the only the only the only way you can get the only way you can get those acapella songs. I do a I do a few acapella songs. I don't do it anymore. I've sort of calmed down. Uh, I, now I sit down and play guitar. I used to like stand and be a lot more energetic. Um, like the only, what I said earlier about how like stopping in the middle of songs, like if I just, if I just stop in the middle of like, I have a Lord of the Rings song where I'm just like, I want to climb the misty mountains with Frodon Gimli. We'll fight the evil Sauron. And it's like, dum, 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 dum. And I just march around through the audience, like stomping my feet and clapping my hands. And uh, and then if I just like stop in the middle of that, I'm like dum 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 dum, uh, and then I like tell a joke and then go back into the song. That like makes it work, yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. other, otherwise it's just like you're acting like a psychopath <laughs> yeah, in like an empty bar, right? <laughs> yeah, if the if the if it's not set up correctly or or there's no like people aren't understanding the A to C, they're just like. Well, this guy's just insane. Well, the problem is, yeah, it's like an A to D, and it's just it, it, yeah. like Russell Peters isn't wrong. He's like it is just songs that are funny to me and my friends, kind of. Yeah, but the thing is, though, with uh, any comedian, if you get a large enough friend group, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to hit that five thousand mark where you max out. <laughs> uh, so we're getting uh, pretty close to uh, the end of this podcast. Uh, we, you know, we've covered Tender, we've covered uh, you know the Eric Andre show, Last Comic Standing, uh, but we want to do Justin's uh, segment now. Welcome to the Hollywood Bitch Slap. <laughs> oh, you got in on that. So ba- basically, our li- builders know we briefed you. It's just any time where you've been bitch slapped by Hollywood. What you got for us, Pat? Um, I would say that I think just live shows, man. Just just playing guitar, like because I because because like also like like my like I was saying, some of my songs are pretty like heartfelt and serious, and so to play like to play like. Uh, 
I don't I hate to call I don't want to call out a specific place cuz cuz I still do this show. But there's there's a there's there's a place in North Hollywood on Lancashire Boulevard that's oh not the Haha Cafe, uh a bar and the people who run it are great. But uh just when I whenever I whenever I play there, I'm just like, dude, this is the fucking worst because because you because because you sit up and play like because like like there's just like drunks heckling and like saying like like talk like telling me that i like telling me that like when's the next person going on and stuff and and i'm like i'm like I, i guess i'm like a little precious about my thing i'm like well i'm doing something fucking unique none of these fucking Valley fucks understand it. Yeah, and yeah. like I literally get like so angry. Uh, uh, yeah, and I and I, I mean, and the, I think the Hollywood bitch slap is just one continuous bitch slap that lasts as long as you perform live in L.A. <laughs> was there one like specific time where you heard something that an audience member said that you were just like ready to like? Yeah, hit, dude. Hit them over the head. Yeah, dude. The drunk. This drunk dude. This old. Fucking, uh, might I add, loser. Okay, <laughs> this guy, fifty plus there alone Tuesday night, like midnight. Uh, he's he he yelled, uh, <laughs> yelled, get off the stage and go see a psychiatrist. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh boy. Which is ironic because Pat and I did a sketch called Guitar Psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. So um, check that out. Way to tie in the promotion on there. YouTube, guys. Well, he's not going to retweet. I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta get in as many uh, promotions as possible. But uh, where can people find you, Pat, and, and all that stuff? I have a website. This is patregan.com. You can just search. You can Google Pat Reagan Music to hear my music. I've got a Bandcamp, patregan.bandcamp.com. I have Twitter at Patty Reagan, R E R E G A N. Um, yeah, you can find me pretty easily. But yeah, you should listen to my music. It's online. Awesome. And then uh, definitely check out, uh, is it once a month, the Baby Boy Show at Echoes yeah. Under Sunset? Yeah. Cool. So yeah, look out for that, guys. Uh, dude, Pat, thanks so much for coming by the podcast and uh, being on it, man. It's a fun time. Thank you, gentlemen. And uh, I'm looking forward to making more art with you soon. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Adios. Adios.